brought to you by RunToGold.com, the premier source for monetary science applied to geopolitical, international, and economic financial news and events. Hello, welcome back to the Run to Gold podcast. This is episode 17. I have a guest here, Anthem Blanchard, the son of James Blanchard, who is very instrumental in uh, restoring the legal right to own gold for U.S. citizens. And he's here to discuss the Dow Gold Ratio. Hi Trace, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. I just wanted to go. I just wanted to go through here and explain to your audience a little bit about um, one of my favorite uh, investment tools, and uh, helps me actually relate uh, or, or compare one asset class to another in uh, essentially base one hundred or ratio metrics. Uh, namely, in this case, taking a look at the Dow to gold ratio. So, in other words, how many ounces of gold does it take to buy one share of the Dow and to compare that trend over time. So in other words, right now, um, the Dow is roughly somewhere around, let's say, 8000 uh, and gold is roughly around $900 an ounce. So it takes just under 10 ounces of gold to buy one share of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Um, so if you actually trend this out over time, and take a look. Uh, I actually like starting in uh, around uh, 1913, um, which was uh, when the uh, the Fed was created. Uh, that actually enables me to look and see, okay, when were investments as a class overvalued relative to um, savings, um, and when were when um, were the markets in an investment cycle, and when were they in a savings cycle? So um, if you take a look back, uh, we've actually been in a saving cycle here for about um, closing in on, on nine years. It's been about eight years. So in, in 99, the Dow Gold Ratio peaked out at right around uh, 40, 43, 44 to 1. Uh, it took about 44 ounces of gold to buy one share of the Dow. Um, and take a look all the way back, going back to 1980, and the ratio bottomed out at one to one for a day, um, where it actually took one ounce of gold, um, eight fifty dollars uh, per ounce intraday, and uh, to buy one share of the Dow, which was at uh, eight fifty points, eight hundred fifty points. Um, then again, you look back again at the last peak prior was sixty seven, and um, there you you see that it took roughly about twenty. Three, it was 23, 24 ounces roughly um, of gold by one share of the Dow. And you go all the way back then um, to a period uh, 1934 to 42. Um, it, it took between one and a half and two and a half ounces of gold uh, to buy one share of the Dow. It oscillated a bit. And then um, you look all the way back up in 1929, and um, the ratio was I, around 17 to 1. So um, and, and then it settled back down again, roughly to about two and a half to one, um, you know, looking around uh, 1913 or so. So um, it's, uh, it's, it enables you to do something very, very simple. It enables you to take three variables, the Dow, gold, and dollars, and actually eliminate one of those three variables, uh, the dollars, by canceling out the numerator and, den- and the denominator. So mathematically, statistically speaking, it takes all of the uncertainty from that one variable, the dollar, but all of the variables that go into it, um, you know, more creation, 
by the central bank, by the Fed, or the de facto central bank, um, and uh, all of the macro effects um, that that get pulled onto to currencies. So um, it's uh, it, it's kind of like having a decoder ring, um, and it makes uh, one's life much much simpler. So um, I highly recommend. Uh, whether it's um, any any group of asset classes uh, to your audience that you know always to compare things to other things because price is deceptive it price and value are two completely separate items well thank you anthem that's very very insightful we've often talked on this podcast about how gold's role is in performing mental calculations of value in the pricing mechanism and I think you're spot on. If you're able to put a dollar sign in the numerator and a dollar sign in the denominator, then you're able to cancel that out, and then the effects of that illusion dissipate into nothing very quickly and very efficiently. Anyways, thank you for coming down uh, to have lunch with me today, and I hope you have a, as always. And I hope you have a safe drive back. And I'm sure my <laughs> readers are very grateful for uh, the. The insight you've you've given us about the secret decoder ring. <laughs> and thank you. This has been the end of episode 18 of the RunToGold.com podcast. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast, the premier source for applied monetary science on the web.